This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, we've got Naaman Taylor on, and Naaman's going to tell you all about what he's doing with wholesaling and how he's just absolutely crushing it with rentals at the same time. Hey, Naaman, how are you? Hey, what's up, Jordan? How you doing, brother? Great to have you on, man. I know we've known each other for a while, and we've done a few deals together, I'm trying to do more always, but... For our guests, could you tell everybody who you are and how you're involved with real estate investing? Yeah, first, thanks for letting me jump on here and share my story, my business, et cetera, um, on your platform. I appreciate you allowing me to, to talk to your subscribers, to people that listen, um, and all the people in your network. Uh, so thank you, first off, before I start sharing, for the opportunity to, to jump on here and, and, and talk to uh, the people that are that are subscribed to your your channels here. Um, so, Naaman Taylor, I was a uh, in the army for 13 years. I got into real estate vet investing a few years ago. Uh, completely changed the trajectory of what I thought my life was going to be and who I was going to become. Uh, and that was all due to taking massive action, networking, and just putting my money where my mouth was. Uh, the last year has just been hard work. Uh, where the rubber meets the road. I recently got out of the military about 60 days ago. So oh, no. yeah, I, I was- I didn't know you were out, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. I got a little, I got like a little 30 day beard here. I shaved it a couple of times before. <laughs> so yeah, I've been, uh, now I was doing most of my uh, investing part-time mm -hmm. and now now we've made the transition for the last uh, 60 days to full-time. So it's a, uh, it's, going to be a lot of fun. That's why you hear me say, uh, you know, I'm so excited for what's to come. I'm, I'm, you know, so interested to see what we're able to do full time because there were a lot of limitations on our business um, for a, a long period of time there while I was in the military. But I started out in this space, burning houses. I was stationed in Germany and I was burning houses in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, I started just watching podcasts and figured, you know, all these other people are doing it. Why not me too? And um, that's where I got started was, was burning. Then the market started to change. Everybody knows, you know, the end of 2020, all of 2021, um, we decided to pivot our business from the burst strategy to wholesale and flip. So we flipped, we flipped houses for most of the year and wholesaled a bunch um, for most of the year 2022. And then now we're pivoting right back to, to buying houses again um, but we built this, this wholesale company where we can get direct to seller. So we can wholesale, wholesale some and, and keep some, um, I think they said, uh, whole, keep the best and wholesale the rest is kind of the, 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 the slang for it. Um, so that, that's kind of our business model now, partial acquisitions, partial, partial wholesale, and we still keep some to flip if, uh, you know, we have to find a different funding partner, et cetera. Um, but I'm I'm excited, man, to to keep growing in this journey. We're very young in this space. Um, I've partnered up with some of the titans of the industry, if you will. Um, a friend of mine out of Fort Worth, RJ Bates. Uh, we we've come together and built an educational platform 
we just had a, a crucible um, last week. So we're, we're doing a lot of different things uh, with, with a lot of different people to just build our brand, get known in this space, buy as many houses as possible and wholesale the ones that make sense, man. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. And thank you for your service too. So I know that you've been in the military for what, four years now, or you were I did, thir- I did 13 years. So 13. Wow. Yeah, while I was in, I, I mean, I deployed to Iraq. I deployed to Afghanistan. I lived in Korea for a year. I spent three years in Germany. So I got to see a lot of places I didn't want to see. So in some places I, I have some of the best memories, you know, of my life over, over in Europe. Um, so I got to see a lot of places, but I did definitely over, over a decade of service uh, since Uh, I was 18. That's amazing. Again, thank you for your service. And, you know, I've been, I've known you for probably about a year and I've followed you and seen all, all what you were doing while in the military, you know, you're building a family, building a life, building a business, helping all sorts of other people build businesses. And that's so impressive. I can't wait to see what you're able to do with all of your time. That's amazing. So congratulations again, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we got. I think we got connected. You came on uh, Diego's the master race. race. Yeah, yeah. I came on a rat race, and I was like, oh, let me let me reach out to Jordan, and then boom. Now we're now we're trying to do deals in Louisville, San Antonio. We did that. We did a deal in Round Rock. So mm-hmm. um, you know, Austin deals. We're trying to do as many as we can. Yeah. yeah so we'll keep, we'll keep sending them out, dude. But it was a really good. Uh, you're you were a great person to connect with and get to know and uh this is going to be obviously a good relationship as these houses keep coming in later and we'll, we'll do we'll make some more the best friendships are the ones you can make make money with yeah no it's all about who you know you know it's your, your network is your net worth and that's why i love you know connecting with groups like rat race which is no longer i know diego's got another one going on you've got your own thing going on now but you know, just being around like-minded people and you, you vibe and you find those connections and you're able to do business and have a good time and, you know, just really meet some awesome people. So I know we've talked about a lot on this podcast, the power of masterminds and the power of networking and even just going to meetups. Like there's free meetups where you live, where there's people like Naaman that go to these meetups and you might meet somebody. I, I tell people all the time, I've been to conferences where I've paid six or $700 and then I walk in a local meetup and that same dude is speaking at the free meetup. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I just paid 700 bucks and flew across the country yeah. to see this guy. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of power in community. So mm-hmm. one, one thing that, I, that I've been able to build in the last year is, is that, that sort of community. And mm-hmm. uh, we call it the crew, C-R-U, the crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have over 100 wholesalers and investors inside this community. We bring in some of the biggest names in the industry to speak to our, our community. So you can stay up to date on the information. I, I know in the next 30 days, we have uh, Eric Brewer, Steve Trang. Um, who else is coming on? I mean, there's just, there's a few other folks. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. Um, Jamil Damji is coming on. Like, we have a bunch of cool people um, that are in the wholesale space, investor space. Mm-hmm. that come on, share their story, how they did it, their strategies. Um, and, and it's all part of part of community because I, I love talking to people, helping people do their first deal. So that, that's yeah. kind of one of my passions. And I think every, there's such a mind, there's this scarcity mindset there can get in the way that, hey, if I help this person, I'm losing out. But I think you and I have probably both found that the more people you help, the more it comes back to you. So there's just so much power in helping people get started and helping people get going and 
the more people you can help, the, the bigger your world is going to get and the bigger your business is going to get. So, you know, on that point, I think a question I see all the time and I get asked sometimes, although I'm not a wholesaler, people always say, hey, you know, I hear about this wholesaling thing. How do I get started wholesaling? And I'll, I'll add what I tell after, but I want to hear what you've got to say on how do you get started wholesaling if that's something you're interested in? Yeah, it depends on where you are in your financial journey. So I know guys that had $50 million companies that made the switch to wholesaling mm-hmm. and they've they've done, you know, millions of dollars in a year. I know people with, without a job that started wholesaling and they've mm-hmm. made $100,000 in a year. So it really just depends on who you are and where you are in your journey. So I'll answer the question two part. If you have no money, you should find someone that is wholesaling and work for them for free. Find them houses, JV with them, which is joint venture, send them deals, help them uh, make money and they'll show you the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that And the one, one thing you can do to find those houses is driving for dollars, which you get in your car. You drive around neighborhoods that you know investors want to buy houses at and you find the houses that have tall grass, broken windows, boarded up houses that need to be fixed up. That's what we're looking for. Something you can invest your money in to make a better you know, end product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have any money, drive for dollars, find somebody that is wholesaling and team up with them. Ask them what they need and then work for them for free so that you can you can learn the game and make some money that way. Now, if you have a bunch of money and you're like, hey, I just want to ch- change in the industry. Um, you should probably join a couple of masterminds, figure out all the different extra strategies. There's a bunch of people you can pay a lot of money to to learn and cut the line faster. That's something that I did. Mm-hmm. I sold I sold some houses and saved some money. And I was like, all right, I don't want to take two years trying to figure out how to wholesale. So I joined multiple masterminds, hired the best coaches, put a lot of money into marketing. Um, that way I could get further faster. I could cut the line and have to wait outside to figure out how to get into the club of wholesaling, you know, um, and so that, that that's one way to do it is to, you know, you, you can pay your way, pay to play, so to speak. And if you're kind of in the middle, um, there are some cheaper masterminds that, that you can join. But if you don't have a lot of money to spend on education, I would say spend money on marketing and then learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's that's such a good way to look at it. It's just the different where where are you starting out? Yeah. And this is where you go after that. So I think a lot of people that I hear say, hey, I, I want to get started in wholesaling so I can buy rentals. And, you know, I a lot of times I don't see these people ever transition to buying rentals. They're just running through that hamster wheel of wholesaling, which is like being a realtor too. Lots of people get started being a realtor because, oh, I want to get into real estate investing. I'm going to start being a realtor. In reality, they don't really have anything to do with each other. Right. And you see a lot of these realtors, and this is a big passion of mine, is helping realtors invest. You see a lot of these realtors not investing. But you've got a great career path to make it happen, not to mention the tax benefits you can get as a real estate professional. But I've seen you really transition, not even transition, but buy a lot of houses. And you're doing really well with that. So I want to congratulate you on that. You're an anomaly that's taking advantage of the asset class you're working in. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here, and I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. When I talk to people about 
wholesaling, and this is I've never wholesaled. I've wholesaled a couple of deals, but I've never wholesaled as a career. I've bought a lot of houses from wholesalers, and my advice to everybody is, hey, find a great deal. You know, mm-hmm. find the deal, and the rest will fall in place. Yeah, you know what's funny is I'm I'm like a I'm a actually a real estate investor, right? Like I'm a real real estate investor. A lot of people are wholesalers or they're agents, right? So either you're a wholesaler or an agent. Um, As a wholesaler, you're into sales and marketing, right? This isn't real estate investing. And then as an agent, you're helping other people buy houses. This is not real estate investing. This is also sales, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So it's kind of funny when. People say, I'm a real estate investor. Oh, what do you do? Well, I'm a, I'm a wholesaler or I'm an agent. And I'm like, oh, you, do you buy houses? Do you flip houses? Do you, you know, what is it that you actually do? Do you actually control an asset ever, you know, for a long period of time? And the answer is no. Then you're not actually a real estate investor, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, I try to tell people all the time, I say wholesaling isn't, isn't necessarily real estate investing. It's, it's learning sales and learning how to market. And this so happens that the thing that you're marketing and selling is is house contracts, mm-hmm. house contracts, not actually houses. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction there, too. At the same time, when you're doing these, these two sales and marketing deals, you're learning a big part of what it is to be a successful real estate investor. And then you just need to plug in that back end piece of mm-hmm. buying and, and managing the asset. I just asked somebody, right, you want to find out they're actually a real estate investor? Ask him when's the last time they bought a house, mm-hmm. right? And be like, well, actually, I don't own any houses. Yeah, <laughs> I just did ten deals in the last, you know, two months on wholesales, and it's like, okay, well, you, you know, you're a great marketer and and salesman. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in sales. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think we would both encourage people to to buy the assets too, because that's where you're going to build real wealth and passive income, which everybody needs both of those and. Yeah, that hamster wheel, if you're just on the hamster wheel at some point in time, if something happens or, you know, if your hamster wheel stops producing so many, so much results, then you're in a bad position. Um, so name it, you know, I know you, you've been real estate investing for a few years. You've been working as a wholesaler for, I would assume you've been working as a wholesaler for a decade, uh, just because you're, you're, you talk with that confidence and you're that good at what you do. I would have no idea you hadn't been doing it for a decade. I don't know if you have or not. But what initially attracted you to real estate investing? Um, I was in Germany and the pandemic happened. Oh. Right. So I had just been on mission doing the army. I had bought a couple of houses with my VA loan, but I wasn't a, an investor. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an investor mindset. I just bought these houses because I needed somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. So I bought my first house when I was like 24 years old. And uh, I used my VA loan and in Colleen, Texas. Right. You're, yeah. you're not you're not too far from there. No. Um, so I, I bought a duplex there um, and I lived on one side for free and rented the other. This was in 2014. So there was no like uh-huh. house hack and all the keywords. You know, I didn't know anything about that. I just didn't want to pay any money. Right? I was cheap. So I was like, I'm gonna buy a duplex, live on one side, rent the other. And then I also rented the master bedroom of the house I was living in. So I was like getting paid to live there for sure. Awesome. And then I bought a single family house in Colleen. Um, so that was like my initial break into real estate, but not as an investor. And it wasn't until six years later that I uh, started watching Bigger Pockets on YouTube in Germany. And I watched, I mean, 200 episodes in like two months. And I was like, okay, I feel pretty confident about burying a house. 
So I reached out to a guy whose podcast, um, Bigger Pockets, I had heard, and I asked him if he would be my mentor. Because in the Army, we always had to train the trainer, a mentorship, some sort of sergeant. Somebody's in charge, right? Even when you're the boss, someone else is still in charge. So I thought it was a good idea to reach out to somebody. Um, so I reached out to this fellow. He said yes. And he plugged me into all his connections in Fort Worth. And I also wanted to buy houses there as well. And I pulled the trigger on a house from Germany, 5,000 miles away in Fort Worth. I still own the house today. Wow. I'm actually replacing a roof on it next week. Um, and it, it all started right there. Like I, I just, I, I had such anxiety from buying that first deal. So I'd never seen it. I, I just saw that property maybe a month ago. I went there and shot some content. And uh, the first time you saw it was a month ago and you bought it how many years ago? Two year, over two years ago. Two years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, I'm like, Hey, hire the GC. Like I was a burn virtually, right? I should probably coin that phrase. Uh, I was virtually burring and uh, you know, I, I think I did that like 10 times from my barracks room in Germany. And that's how I got started was just taking massive action across the pond really, you know, believing in what I had educated myself on and then trusting my process. So a lot of people, they won't even do their first deal in their backyard, you know? And I, it blows my mind when people are like, Oh, you know, I need to go see it. They don't even know how to fix a house themselves. So I'm really curious why they want to go see it. Um, just makes them feel better, I think. But yeah, I, I really, I really uh, just, trusted the education that I had got from these podcasts and the mentor that I had hired and pulled the trigger on that. And, uh, you know, that's how I got started. I think sometimes, you know, you talked about the the virtual burr. I, I have not seen quite a few of the homes that we own, uh, my partner and I, but he has, you know, I trust the people that went and saw him. I think when right. you think that you have to do everything, and I found this in any business, when you think that you have to do anything, you really limit yourself. You say, hey, I'm the only person that can do this. Or I have, like you said, I have to go see this house. But actually, I know nothing about construction. I know nothing about inspecting homes. Why do you? What am I going out there for? You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Do what you're good at. You know, if you're good at finding deals, you know, like like you are, Naaman, you know, go find more deals. You know, go find more people that are going to help you find deals. Don't, yeah. don't go inspect every home and, and spend your whole day doing that or yeah. flying across the country to see a, $50,000 house. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, some of the questions I get asked a lot. Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join GoBundance.com slash Emerge, GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole life millionaire. Around wholesaling and, and how do you, you buy a wholesale deal. So I don't, I don't recall how y'all do it. I know a lot of people are saying, hey, here's the ARV. Here is the construction cost, and this is what you can buy it for. So how do you figure those numbers out as a wholesaler? That's a question I get asked a lot, or I see these really bad wholesale deals from people. They're like, it's 30000 for the rehab. I'm like, no, that's 80000 Yeah, the, the problem with that is much most wholesalers are not also investors. Mm -hmm. So they don't 
don't know what a good deal looks like. They've never burned a house or flipped a house. They only just did an assignment of contract. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily run numbers on every deal that I do because what I can get a house fixed for in Austin, Texas is different from what you can get a house fixed for in Austin, Texas. So I can say, Hey, this is where, how I came up with my number, a rough price per square foot um, on this deal. But it's not for me either to do your uh, homework on the rehab. Exactly. So people see bad wholesale deals, but people still buy bad wholesale deals too. Um, So, but the the way, the way that we do it is one of my superpowers within this space is because I have this um, burr background, flip background, I can analyze, underwrite and comp a deal really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a couple of different softwares for that to, to figure out, you know, what a house is worth, what are the comparables, MLS, et cetera. Um, and I'm really good at that part. So once I understand what a house is worth, uh, we typically, depending on who we're selling the house to, will reduce the price based on the end buyer. I think with the end in mind, most of the time, who's going to buy this house from me? That's where I need to get this house locked up at. So if we're selling to a hedge fund, typically it's around 80%. We're selling to a landlord, 70%. We're selling to a fix and flipper, usually about 70% minus repairs. Um, That's how we're going to determine what we push the deal out at, minus our fee, of course, on top of all that. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, the the key takeaway I found in what you just said there for newer wholesalers is, hey, always don't focus on finding the rehab cost for this deal. Just figure out what you need to sell it at to the end buyer rather than getting too caught up in that. So I see a lot of, I don't need to see your rehab costs. My, like you just said, my rehab costs are different than your rehab costs. Frankly, I don't right. care what your rehab costs are when I get a wholesale deal not, and not you name it. Just to, hey, oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Because we, I, the, I the main pay thing, a certain amount. The main thing that ties up most deals with buyers and, and wholesalers is the ARV, mm-hmm. right? We never agree what the house is actually worth. And that, that's why I'm, that's why I think we do better than a lot of people. Cause we actually know the values of homes. So you'll tell, I'll, I'll send you a deal. Let's say I was a bad wholesaler. I'll send you a deal. I'll say, Hey, this deal is worth $300,000. I'm asking 200,000, um, for it. And you go, well, the house is only worth 250. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you ask for 200,000? You know, yeah. the, the ARV, I go, Oh, here goes a comp for you right here. And you go, you, as an agent, you're like, I'm just plugged this into the MLS. You're like, there's no way that house is worth that much, yeah. you know? And that, that's where, that's where, uh, you know, you can get a little tricky on figuring out your fee. If you, if you don't know how to run comps and get an ARV, let alone the construction numbers, it's really yeah. the ARV yeah. you got to be able to boil down. Yeah, no, that's great advice too. I've seen lots of wholesale deals, especially wholesalers here in Austin. They'll say, oh, this house is worth X. And I'll look at the comps and I'll say, no, it's actually worth Y. And that's 20 or 30% less than what you're yep. saying. What you've provided as comps are not comps. So I think your advice of get really good at figuring out ARV and get really good at comping properties is really important. If you're interested in wholesale or just really interested in, in any sort of in, investing where you need to know what the after repair value is going to be. I think that's a good skill for any investor, but if you're going to burr, or if you're going to flip, you absolutely need to be an expert at that stuff or it can cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that listen to your podcast are going to be people that want to buy and hold, not maybe not necessarily be wholesalers. Yeah. So I would yeah. tell them, don't get into this business if you are not prepared 
to put out fires if you're not prepared for hand-to-hand combat because this is not um, retail real estate. This is dealing with distressed people in distressed homes, like very high, high level problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe the, the $10,000, $20,000 fee for the house is worth it because you got to spend a lot of money on marketing as well to mm-hmm. find these leads. So it isn't like, uh, this business is just something you can jump into and, and think that it's going to be easy for you to figure out. Um, it, it might be better just to be an investor for a lot of people. I think a lot of people want to be a wholesaler um, and end up just being an investor um, instead of, instead of that or fixing and flipping houses instead, because this can be a a dirty, nasty game, but it can be worth it. Yeah, no. And I think you bring up a good point there. So something, you know, I think newer investors don't get a chance to understand is dealing with a distressed seller is never easy. You know, even if it's just a distressed seller that owes too much money on their home, that's a really stressful situation. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned, sometimes these people are under so much stress and and maybe there's something else going on, mental illness, whatever, Um, hoarder houses, that's a mentally ill person, you know, like that. Don't expect that just to be, oh, the house is dirty. It's going to be hard to deal with somebody like that. And we're actually dealing with one right now. But you know, something newer investors need to know is, you know, there's different levels of stress you can deal with as a real estate investor, and they have different levels of payoff. But like you're saying, you can be a buy and hold investor and use a property manager and have almost no stress, or you can invest passively in somebody else's deal and really yep. not have any stress at all and not do any work at all. But I know returns are plenty of people, plenty of people that are like that. They call me and they go, Hey man, I got two, three hundred thousand dollars. You you want to borrow it at this percent? So because mm-hmm. they just want to return on money and they don't want to deal with the problems that I have that I deal with. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with the the headaches that I have to deal with. They don't want to manage people. They don't want to have to make these phone calls. Cause let me tell you, that's the that's the secret sauce to this. If you're not good at sales, being on the phone, dissecting people um, to get these deals under contract, because people think like, oh, you're lowballing everybody. I have to find a deal very cheap so that I can give you a deal so that you can make money too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the, we both have to make money. And let me tell you, you don't want to do what I do. So that's why there's a fee in between what I do and what you do. And that's why the price is so low. So if everybody's out there getting those phone calls, I'm sorry, I know you're getting them, but someone has to do that, that dirty business mm-hmm. in order for everybody else to flip houses and, and make it look cool on TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, good point. Um, and I know you, you actually have, you're very fair with your wholesale fees. I know you're not trying to rip anybody off, but like you said, everybody's got to make money. So you've got to get it a little cheaper that you can't pass that same deal on to the end buyer. And it's hard that it seems to be hard for people to understand sometimes, but it's, it's a business and a business can be a win-win for everybody. But it, it needs to be a win-win for everybody too. It can't just be you win, as in the buyer wins. Like Naaman's got to win too, or he's not going to spend. I know wholesale. I know investors and wholesalers that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on direct mail. Jordan Moorhead here. Really quick, he wanted to tell you a couple other ways you can keep track of us. If you want to listen to all these podcasts and ask questions, the Moorhead team on YouTube is the best place to be. And then Austin Real Estate Investors on Meetup is a great place to keep track of all of our meetups we have going on.
Mm-hmm. So much money. I think we spend like $20,000 a month right now between cold calling, PPC, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, mail, texting. I mean, it's a lot of things that we have to do to, to get these houses under contract. And, and the way that a lot of people go about it is they try and mark up every deal as high as they possibly can mm-hmm. and screw their buyer or don't get a good buyer. I'd rather just do, I'd rather do five deals with you and make, and make, you know, three fourths of the money than do one deal with this person, one deal with that person, mm-hmm. one deal with the next guy. Cause I'm always hunt, hunting for the next person to buy my deal versus I get a deal and I just go, let me just call Jordan really quick. See if he wants this one. <laughs> also, you know, like yeah. I'm in the repeat business, the relationship business, not yeah. the, let me make ever as much squeeze every dollar I can out of every single deal. Cause it'll be really hard to build a good relationship with people when they feel like you're not leaving them any money to make. Oh yeah. No, you, your business, it stops every time you do a deal, you got to go out and find that next buyer and do that. But you've, you've already got all these buyers waiting because you treat them right. Mm-hmm. You find these deals and just serve them up to these people. Hey, I'm not, and I, I do this too. We don't, if we, if we have a repeat customer, we give them a deal because we continue to do business with certain people. And in the long run, you make way more money treating people well than you're going to make gouging each one person. Yeah. I think that's hey, hard to understand. But I'll give somebody a pro tip too. If, they, if they're listening, they're a wholesaler. Your highest offer is not always your best offer. Mm-hmm. Is not that person is not always going to close. That person is not always going to be easy to work with, right? That person might not even actually have the money, right? So you you, you got to go with the people you trust because once you assign this contract, can't do it again. You got to wait, right? So consider when you're when you're moving these deals, consider doing with people that you that you know that you trust that uh, you verify that they have the funds, right? Because some people are just out here locking your deal up, trying to move it again. Um, so we've had, I can tell you all the crazy things that have happened in the last over the last year with yeah, all these yeah. different new buyers and highest offers and stuff. It's crazy. So pro tip, go with the people you know, go with people you can trust. Mm-hmm. Get the deal done, move on. Love it. Get the deal done, yeah. So Naaman, you talked a little bit about uh, Mastermind you have going what's next for you? You know, obviously you were in the military for 13 years. You were building a business while you're in the military. You're doing some burrs, you're doing some flips, you're doing some wholesale. I know you're buying a lot of houses, but what's next for you? Where are you going with your business here? Yeah, I'm excited, man. Going from soldier to CEO full time. Like this is, this is something that I haven't done yet. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of making these, these footprints in the sand as I go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this path hasn't been walked before. Um, so I'm really excited to see each direction that I'm, that I'm being pushed and pulled in and, and seeing where this takes me. But I know we're having our baby in a week. And, wow. Congratulations. Uh, thanks brother. And uh, me and my, my, my business partners just moved here to Oklahoma. They used to live in Italy. So they just got here. So now we're all finally in one room working together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be moving to Fort Worth, Texas um, and calling that place home here in the next few months. Hopefully, I think I should get a pre-approval letter today. We're, we're actually we're actually going to buy something retail because we, nice. we want some speed on it. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I would go so against that with my wife. You know, we need that done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, getting the Fort Worth, um, teaming up with with RJ Bates on the uh, education and, and getting to know him and help him with his operation, building our business, growing our brand in the next year. I mean, I, people always ask me, "What's your one year, five year, ten year goals?" And I'm, I'm like this game changes every six months. 
it's really hard to uh, set goals. I set some, I have them, I look at them right here. I said, we had this at the rat race uh, event at the end of the year. The goals I set at the end of last year, we, we, we crushed most of them in like the first quarter, second quarter. And I look back and I'm like, I need bigger goals. And not that, not that it will take me longer to do, but bigger goals. And I need to reassess my goals quarterly because everything changes all the time. I mean, this is even a different market six months ago. This is, I mean, I'm not even living in the same city. I'm having another baby. My partners are here, you know, so you have to learn how to, how the ebbs and the flows, learn how to pivot and move um, throughout, throughout your business and industry of your business owner. So I try not to set too many hardcore plans. Um, and I try not to put blinders on myself because there's always good opportunities, but we are going to be growing this wholesale business. I want to buy like 30 houses next year, uh, maybe more. Me too. Then, hmm? Me too. Yeah, dude. You know, so I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to, to grow the portfolio, build our business and uh, just really make a staple on this industry. Love it. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on something too, that I didn't do for a long time with goals. I've always been a goal setter, not always, but at least for the last 10 years, I've been a goal setter. And for a long time, I set goals that they were a little out of reach, but were pretty easy to reach. You know, at the time, I remember I was looking at one of my, I keep all my, I do the, the miracle morning and the journals in the morning mm -hmm. or whatever. I keep all of my journals and I was looking at one and one of my goals seven or eight years ago was to buy a duplex. And of course did that. But at the time it seemed like such an out of reach goal, but I don't think I had the mindset to think bigger. Yeah. And it was only more recently I started setting these really big goals and I have no idea how I'm going to get there and that's okay. But I liked, I liked what you, you also inferred there that, you know, hey, I don't know where I'm going to be in three months or six months, but I have a general idea where I'm going. And, and I know you're the type of guy that just puts in the work every day and makes it happen. And I don't know if that's from the military, if that's just your personality, but that's so important just to take those steps every day, get better every day, make progress every day and keep building and keep grinding to get to that big end goal. If you don't do all that in between, you're never going to get there. And let, let me explain this to people really quick here. Uh, I've, I've been doing this now for a little over two years and two years ago, right? There were, there was no, nothing in my mind about doing podcasts. There was nothing in my mind about growing a social media page, running a real estate community. I didn't even know what wholesaling was. Um, there was nothing about flipping houses. There was only birth strategy, right? There was, there was nothing. I mean, only multiple businesses starting a, another business, speaking at events, right? I'm doing stuff like that now. Um, coaching people through what I did, share my story on, on across different platforms. Like there was none of that in my mind. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to burn a few houses and get some cash flow. Right. So when you're like, uh, you know, where I'm going to be in six months, I truly mean I have no idea because like all of that stuff stemmed. You never know what the next domino is and which direction is going to take you in. There, there was no like working with RJ Bates. Like there was, there wasn't any of this stuff mm -hmm. um, that, that was in my mind. I mean, who knows 
what the possibilities are. And one thing I do, I take it, I take like massive action when opportunities come. So when I see an opportunity, I don't, I don't blow opportunities, man. That's never been something I was like, you know what? I kind of dropped the bag on that. That doesn't happen to me. I like make sure I make stuff happen. So whenever these things start popping up and appearing, I know that I'm, that I'm going to take full advantage of them. And uh, who knows, man, this, this is going to be crazy next year. I really like that because it's so easy to say, I want to do this and this and this and that, and just get lost in the, the, all the different possibilities and you never do anything. You said two years ago, I want to start burring properties and you started to burr properties. But when you got good at starting to burr properties, then wholesale came up, then flipping came up, but it was only because you got good at burr. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's easy to have all these different goals and get really caught up in all these different possibilities and try to do them all at once. And then you really never get anything done. But yeah, I like your style. You're saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it really well. And I'm going to master it. And then when an opportunity pops up, I'm going to jump on that too. Here, here's a funny one for you. you say, How, How'd you get in the wholesaling? Oh, I started burning houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, I started burning houses. So now I'm a wholesaler. Right. But like, there's so much in between those things. Mm -hmm. It got me to this point. But that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at, man, is like, just get started, take the action, be disciplined. Don't skip the seminar. Don't skip the podcast, make it to the mastermind meetups, make it to the free events because so many opportunities are going to appear. And all you're doing is trying to form relationships when you do all these things. And that affords you the opportunity to talk to people that are like-minded or doing something that you want to do. And it opens the door and then it's for you, right? Once the door is open to, to, uh, what's the word I want to use here to, to manage that relationship. Because mm -hmm. when the door opens, don't just look in the door and then let it close. So many people, sometimes you get in the same room as somebody and you'll take a picture with that guy and then you'll leave. Yeah. Like, Hey, I was just, I saw you at the meetup. I just want to ask you, you know, this, this, and this. I'm like, man, they're in the room. Just yeah. go ask now. Right. Don't miss that opportunity to, to manage this relationship um, and open the door for this relationship to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's a, that's a great lesson on, on building relationships. And you kind of talked about putting the cart ahead of the horse too. You know, I'm going to start doing all these other things, which was wholesaling before I, I figured out how to invest in property. I always tell people, you know, I talk to, I talk to tons of new investors every week. Uh, just what I do as a realtor that works with a lot of investors. And they say, okay, hey, I want to do all these things. I'm like, hey, man, just start house hacking. Buy a duplex like Naaman did. Buy a duplex through first property. It's super, super easy. And it's super cheap and low risk. You don't have to do much. You get a VA loan or an FHA loan. You just move into the property. You've lived somewhere before, right? You've lived in an apartment. There you go. You know, you're set. Um, but yeah, no, great advice. I think we could probably talk for a few hours, Naaman. But I have a few other questions for you here, and I'm going to let you go. Do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people that are saying, hey, Naaman, I want to get into real estate investing, or I want to get into wholesaling? And maybe I've been in the military for 13 years, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, I give people a book um, that I really like, because everyone knows like the, the, the books to go buy, 
right? If you click on one, then you may also like is going to pop up. So you're going to get all the books you need um, by, you know, the most obvious books. Yeah. One book that I like to recommend to people is Shoe Dog. And really? I don't think you like that book. Yeah, not oh, enough people yeah. have read that book and recommend it. Um, but one of the great lessons is there is it really shows you how to bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was spending, I mean, he was just doubling down everything he made back into his business to to grow it as much as possible. And I just love, I love betting on yourself now because I had never done it for 13 years. I'd never really bet on myself. I joined the army and I just kept being in the army and now I'm betting on myself and I am just, I mean, I'm taking massive swings and stuff because I just believe in, believe in what I'm doing and believe in the hard work. And, and that's a lesson that you can learn from that book. Yeah, that's an amazing book. And the confidence you talk about there is so important. If you're not going to bet on yourself, how do you expect somebody else to? And on the same coin, I I answered a question today on, on somebody's social media feed. They said, what's the best investment you've ever made? And I said, investing in myself. Oh. And you've, you've talked a lot about seminars and masterminds. And I know for both of us, that's so important. Yeah, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on masterminds, getting into the right rooms, mm-hmm. um, just getting ed- more and more education because you can always make more money and get money back. Mm-hmm. And when you run out of money, you can even just, you can go right past zero. Jim Rohn says that. He says, you, you know, we used to only be able to go to zero. Now you can just skate right past it. And you can go into debt with like credit cards and then you can just go bankrupt if you need to. Um, but, you know, if you if you learn all these things, you forever can know how to make money. You can forever now know how these strategies can make you money. So, I mean, not I'm not irresponsible to the point where you know, I'm going to go bankrupt or anything, but um, spending time with high quality people, spending getting deep relationships with people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and future billionaires, getting in those rooms, listening to those conversations, networking with them, mm-hmm. becoming one of those people is important to me. So I have to surround myself with those people. And that's why I've spent so much money to get the proximity to the people that I, that I, that I want to be present with. Because oh, the, the proximity is power, man. The proximity oh, yeah. is power. It's, like, it's incredible. Um, some of the rooms that I've been in and some of the guys I've shook hands with and just knowing like I'm half his age and we're going to do some business together. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got time on my side, you know, so. Yeah. Awesome. So important. Um, I love the, the time on your side. You know, what are you, 32, 33? 32. Yep. 32. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, you probably got, in all reality, and people probably think I'm crazy when I'm saying this, you probably have 100 years left in your life with, with modern technology and where it's going. A lot of time. Making good money. You probably mm-hmm. have 100 years left. Yeah, I mean, the goal the goal is to be a billionaire. So I'm like... If, if I got a billion dollars when I'm 90, 100 years old and I can't stay alive, damn. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bummer. Well, you're yeah. going to live to 130. So if you get to there by 90, you'll be able to enjoy it for at least 40 more years. Yeah. yeah it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's the, the velocity of technology right now is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. And biotech, too. We haven't even scratched that stuff. Um, so, Damon, I know you've got a mastermind. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? And, and what's your mastermind? How can they find out about that? Yeah. So just DM me on Instagram at Naaman Taylor Investor, uh, N-A-A-M-A-N Taylor Investor. 
that's that's the best place to reach me. I don't even have a business card or anything. Instagram is my business card now. Um, it, it just gives massive credibility. So I know people hand me a business card all the time. And like I have a bunch of them sitting right here. You know, like it's so, you know, whatever. When am I going to look at this? I have no idea. But I'm always on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, I've done tons of, you know, business through Instagram. I've borrowed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've done JVs. I mean, sometimes I don't even text people because they'll get back to me quicker on Instagram. So I use Instagram now for most of my communication. And uh, that's where you can get information for the mastermind, join the crew, come to a crucible. I mean, we show people how to wholesale virtually nationwide. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do it at a, at a really affordable price because when I got into this game, <clears throat> I paid a lot of money to learn some real simple stuff. Pay a lot of money to learn some yeah. real simple stuff. So if you're listening all the way to the end of this podcast, you deserve it. Um, send me a DM uh, that says Austin. If you listen to this, send me a DM that says Austin, and I'll wave like a sign-up fee and hook you up if you waited this long. I want to be on that buyer's list for all those guys in there. You got to hook me oh. up with the buyer's list for the Crucible. Yeah, I got you. I got you, man. We'll uh, we'll connect. We'll have you come in and talk to the group a little bit. Let's Tell them what do you it. Like. Absolutely. Love to do that. Um, Naaman, you know, real quick, I know you've been to Austin a couple of times. I know that you're not from Austin, but a question we always ask here on the podcast is, what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Where was your favorite spot you went to when you came to Austin last time? Mm, I've Actually, I spent a lot of time in Austin when I lived in Colleen. And I yeah, still I go down to Colleen very often, and we go to Austin a lot. Um, there's a few places that, that come to mind. Uh my favorite one. That's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big state guy. So, I mean, there's a couple Eddie V's probably is, is a place that I like to go eat when I come down there. Um, I like to get in the, the, uh, the crab cakes and then a good steak and a good glass of wine. So probably Eddie V's is one of my favorite places there. Awesome. Great spot. Great location. All right, Naaman, next time you come in town, we need to go there. Um, but definitely stay in touch. Guys, follow me on Instagram at Jordan underscore Moorhead. Follow Naaman on Instagram at Naaman Taylor Investor. We'll have all his info here in the show notes. But definitely reach out to him and DM him, him Austin, and he'll get your sign-up fee waived for the crew. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that, man. All right. Thank you. Great to have you on and great to talk here again. All right, brother. Hey, can I can I share one more thing? Maybe we can edit this. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's in. I try to get this out as much as I can. It didn't work its way in here, but it's inevitable that we're all going to make seven figures once you learn the game, and maybe even eight figures for some of us. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I that I try to implement into into that, and not just about money, is ask yourself: Are you not just a seven figure earner, eight figure earner? But are you an eight-figure husband? Are you an eight-figure father? Are you an eight-figure friend? Right? So don't just get caught up with the money. It's not about just making money. It's about living a good life. If you can live a good life by being that eight-figure husband, father, and friend, the the things you can do is inevitable. The people you have around you is going to be amazing. So everybody out there, live an eight-figure life. Don't just try to earn eight figures. I love that. And that's why I love GoBundance so much. So, you know, Naaman, we we kind of met through GoBundance. I met Diego through GoBundance. Mm-hmm. I met you through Diego. But yeah, that's why I really love GoBundance because it's not just about money. Everybody says, oh, that mastermind about real estate and money. I'm like, that's a small piece of it. Yeah. You know, it's about, like you said, living an eight-figure life, being a great spouse, being a great dad, being a 
great friend, being great to your family, being great to your body. There's so much of that. I know both of us love to be in the gym. Like there's just so much that you can do outside of just making money. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's important. It's a big part of, you know, why we do what we do, but man, there's so much more to this than that. Um, So just implement that into all all facets of your life and lifestyle and you'll, you'll live a good life. All right. I love that piece. That's a great way to end the episode. I'm going to leave that right there if you're okay with it. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Good to talk to you, Naaman. Talk to you here soon. All right. Later. Bye.